This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air. Hello and good greetings from New Zealand. This is Kitty Fitton on Coast Access Radio across Kapiti and Horofanua on 104.7 FM. And this is Ordinary Life. Uh, this is a programme about ordinary Kiwis living their lives with maybe the odd stuff thrown in for good measure to keep things interesting. And uh, I am not a medical professional or a doctor or anything like that, but... I think I'm qualified to talk about this kind of stuff because, well, I'm packing my very own chronic illness in the form of Parkinson's and this week I'm talking to um, a friend of mine that I met on the Carpety Coast. It's a lovely woman called Erin. And hello, Erin. Hello, Kitty. How are you this morning? Um, I'm feeling quite cold. It's getting cold now, eh? Yes, it is. Winter is coming. Yes, yes. New Zealand. <laughs> and, um... I met you uh, on the school run, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, we were um, past each other at the gates lots and um, both joined in on a home and school committee for a little while and ran some fundraising stuff together. So yeah. that's how that's how we met a few years ago. And while we were on that fundraising committee, I remember we had a meeting and uh, you know, the old cakes had come out eh, and biscuits and, and Erin pulled out this packet from her bag and was like, hey, give me a moment, I just need to check this. And I thought, ooh, Erin Erin has something wrong with her. Erin <laughs> has has an issue, and and uh, because I'm really nosy, <laughs> I asked you about this. So Erin, um, what, what special gift do you have? Oh, um, well, I have type one diabetes, and so what Kitty saw me doing that day was testing my blood sugar, um, and then. Uh, Counting up in my head how much insulin I should give myself to be able to enjoy a piece of cake. So do you have to do that every time you eat something? Uh, pretty much, yes. Yeah. So what? So what? Do you mind if I ask you what is type one diabetes? Um, yeah. So type one diabetes. Uh, it's an autoimmune disorder, and it's where your immune system gets a bit confused and decides that um, the cells in your pancreas that produce insulin are the enemy, and kills them. That does not sound very no, good. It's not good. No. No. Wow. How how do you find out you have something like that? Um well, for me it was uh I guess I could just tell the story from the beginning. Um I was diagnosed when I was thirty six years old. Because um, you usually aren't people born with this thing. Well, um yes. You're born you either are born with it or not, but it's a um kind of lurks in your genes and waits for some kind of a trigger to um to uh, become kick off. yeah kick off that's a good one Sorry. Um, that's okay <laughs> I was looking for the right word there um so yeah it's just uh, apparently unbeknownst to anybody I was born with with the uh, predisposition for it and um yeah it, so it you were just struck lucky. me yeah I was just lucky <laughs> luck of the draw oh my word yeah so yeah, so you're a bit unusual and it kind of developed, well, not unusual, but it just no. developed in you. And so did you just, I don't know, did you feel sick one day or what, what happened? Well, I was um, actually pregnant with my second child and um, everything was ticking along nicely with the pregnancy until um, my husband and my child and I all came down with a cold and... Um, 
then my cold developed into a sinus infection. So I was about probably about 27, 28 weeks pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah, and stage. yeah, so I was, I was massive and I had a two year old. Um, and, um, now I've got a sinus infection. So I was feeling pretty miserable. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so all of the symptoms of, um, early, like the onset of type one, uh, were pretty easily explained away by being hugely pregnant and having a sinus infection. Because they are like being tired, aren't they? And yeah. feeling thirsty and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yes. So, um, you know, I was feeling uh, probably one of the first symptoms that I remember was just waking up in the night extremely thirsty and needing to go to the toilet. Mm. Uh, but my nose is completely blocked. I'm breathing all through my mouth. So, of course, I've got dry mouth. And, and I'm good. hugely pregnant, so I wee all the time. So you're like, right? well, I'm pregnant, and I've just had a cold, and mm-hmm. I've got an infection, and, yeah. You wouldn't think anything mm. else Mm-mm. at all, would you? No. No, so then it moved on to um, having starting to have... Um, extreme fatigue like if I sat down I would probably fall asleep which is not great when you're looking after a two-year-old who's not napping anymore but again you're a pregnant woman but I'm a pregnant woman yeah Mm -hmm. it's just hitting you harder than normally yep um then I started having dizzy spells like if I was sitting on the floor with my daughter or um you know bent over to help her change her nappy or something um I'd get up and I'd be real woozy yeah and um, then I started having heart palpitations, which were really concerning. So I'm calling my midwife and she says, oh, I think that um, you've got low iron. I'll drop you off a script for <laughs> iron tablets and go to the lab, get a test. Um, and I'm I'm thinking, well, you know, I, this is my second pregnancy and I don't remember feeling like this at yeah. all but in my first pregnancy. But people full of advice, aren't they? Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, every pregnancy is different mm-hmm. and... You know, oh, it could just be this, or yeah, you have, you are looking pale, so maybe a bit more spinach. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was getting a lot of a lot of advice from people, but um, I think the final. Um, so that day that I went off to get the blood tests and pick up the iron tablets, um, I was noticing how breathless I was. Um, that I felt like you know just walking around the house was really strenuous. Yeah. Um, and uh, this. At this point in my life, I wasn't driving. My daughter and I were taking public transport and walking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we got up to the lab in Waikanae and um, finished up there and then walked up the hill to the Waikanae Place Center. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time, um, and if you're familiar with the layout of Waikanae, um, Waikanae Place Center is up near Waikanae School. And it's quite a good hill. It's a good yomp It's a good hill, little right? walk. Um, yeah. So I basically collapse in tears through the Play Center gates and all of my friends all rush out to me. Are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm going to die. And they're like, come down, sit down and make a cup of tea, have a biscuit. I'm like, okay. Um, so, Put your feet um, up. Yeah. So they looked after me really yeah. well. That Play Center family of mine, good people. <laughs> um, uh, so I went home that day and um, husband came home from work, went to bed and woke up in the morning and realized that my um, I really couldn't feel my baby moving as much. And that was really scary. And so I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, just poking my stomach, trying to get the baby to kick me. He finally kicks me. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and get up and my husband took one look at me. He says, Aaron, you look like you could fall over at any moment. I don't think that you should be home alone today with, with mm. your daughter, with our daughter. 
um, we should get you to the doctor. It's like, okay. So, um, called up, got an urgent appointment back when that was a thing, you know, <laughs> yeah, when, okay, I'm sick Thursday today. Days. I'll see you next Thursday. No, I'm not sick next Thursday. I'm <laughs> sick today. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and they do what they make all pregnant women do is, uh, pee in a cup. So get in there and I do a urine test and Dr. Dipsticks it and says that there's really high sugar in my urine. He's like, ooh. And so he gets out the finger prick machine, tests my my blood sugar, and my blood sugar is like through the roof. And um, he says, okay, you've got gestational diabetes, and I'm going to call the hospital and organize um, admission for you. You need to you need help now. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, okay. So go home, pack up some bags. And at that point, I noticed um, when we were coming back out of Waikanae, we were stopped at a stoplight, yeah. and. I couldn't read the number plate in wow. front of me. The, my vision was so blurry. That's I couldn't read it. And these so are all bad. the signs of um, of type 1 diabetes when mm -hmm. it first, of having extremely high blood sugar. Um, was, you know, breathlessness, tiredness, heart palpitations, extreme thirst, yeah. um, excessive urination, uh, blurry vision. It's, it's all right there, but it was all kind of getting masked, all by, masked by pregnancy. pregnancy. Yeah. So I went off to hospital for a week. Um, got hooked up to IV drips and everything, insulin on board. and Wow, um, that must have been really hard it, on you and your husband, though. Yeah, it was really hard because my husband got chucked in the deep end of solo parenting a two-year-old. And holding down a job, I guess. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So um, fortunately, his um, employer is extremely, um, extremely family-oriented. So they're very understanding. Um, yeah, and was in the hospital for a week and... I got to tell you, I don't remember a whole lot really? about what my days were there. Wow. Like I was that sick. I was, it was really touch and go. So, um, so they. It must be quite scary to think about mm. when you go back and think, yeah, because you've got your baby to think about as well as yourself. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, that's not a pleasant place to be. No, it was not. So they told you you had gestational diabetes. Yeah, and that's what made sense. I was pregnant, so is that something know. that can happen to pregnant women? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. That's reversible, I guess. Yeah, it usually just goes away as soon as baby's born. Right. So I was like, sweet, I got to put up with this until the baby's born. Cool. Um, so they hand me a, my own little insulin pack with um, little um, mini needles, and you inject that into your. Um, and I use my belly because that's where the most squish is um <laughs> and a little finger pricker machine that i need to use um you know often too mm. often and sent me home i called them my stabby gadgets i got my little stabby gadgets that i got to take with me <laughs> and, and you thought oh this is just temporary, this is temporary. It's okay it's been yeah. inconvenient but yeah yeah um and then a couple of weeks later i was back in for a um a checkup and that's when they told me it was actually type one. The, the doctor um, had suspicions that of my presentation wasn't quite in line mm. with um, the usual onset of um, gestational diabetes. And so she ran some antibodies testing and wow. sure enough, the stabby, gadget, stabby gadgets are here to stay. And, and did you have anybody with you when they told you that? Um, no, I was with, uh, my husband was out in the, um, in the waiting room with my daughter. Wow. And yeah. And how did, how did you feel when they, when they told you, did you understand what it meant? 
Oh, I understood what it meant. Um, I, I've got several friends in the States who have either type one themselves or their children have type one. Mm. And so I'm kind of familiar with that. I mean, obviously I didn't know much um, of the details on it at the time, but you have those moments, don't you? Yeah. I mean, obviously I have my own <laughs> and, and you sit there and you think, wow, this is like a pivotal moment of my life. Something is changing here mm -hmm. and it's quite scary. Well, it was forced for me. Um, I mean, how did your husband, how did your family react? And... Um, yeah, my husband was just as shocked as I was. Mm -hmm. Um, and did you do that whole no. driving home in a day's thing? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was, um, oh God, the people in my, the play center were so kind at that time. Uh, they put up a um, big meal train for us. Oh. And so people were bringing dinner around. Oh, that's so good. And um, a friend from play center stopped by with dinner and I just burst into tears and mm. like, it's type one, it's type one. And so she was really supportive. Um, yeah. yeah it's hard isn't it uh, you just kind of because pe people either know or don't know and you find yourself having to explain things to people mm -hmm. so in those early days did you find it difficult to cope with your stabby gadgets <laughs> and, um, I mean did it take much getting used to um it did I mean it's certain I remember crying when they handed them to me and saying I have to poke myself um and that was a pretty big thing to get my head around yeah. Uh, but I think in a way it was, if there is a bright side or a silver lining, I don't know. Um, developing it while I was pregnant, um, when you're pregnant, your body's already kind of hijacked and you're kind of used to extra medical um, things going on, you know. Yeah. And so it was just another thing that I had to do to keep my baby safe. And so I just kind of sucked it up and powered on. Um, you know, I, I think I probably... If I hadn't been pregnant at the time, I might have had a little bit of a harder time yeah. um, coping with it. But... Yeah, because you do just kind of get on with it for the sake of your child, yeah. don't you? And then, but then obviously um, it's no longer a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. So, how, I mean, how does your... Did it impact your life much on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, I suddenly had to think about every single thing I put in my mouth. Well, So, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I had to... Um, you know, had to be thinking, reading packets and counting up carbohydrates and figuring out how much insulin to take. And So you mentioned um, carbohydrates, but most yeah. people think about sugar when mm. they think about diabetes. So is carb the carbohydrates important? Yeah. So um, carbohydrates are the building blocks of your cells. Like they, um, it's your cell's favorite food. All of your cells want glucose. Um, and carbohydrates come from anything um, that is oh, plant-based things. So fruit, vegetables, um, obviously yeah, sugar. It's got a lot of glucose in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, so it's everything from carrots right up to fizzy drink um, are sources of glucose, and they're they're essential for life. You need glucose, um, but it takes insulin to process that glucose. So right. when you don't have insulin on board, your cells don't get the food that they need. And um, your the level of sugar raises high in your bloodstream, which your organs don't like, your tissues don't like that. So, so how, where do the carbohydrates come into it? Well, um, Forgive me for being food. that's okay. That's all right. Um, so I guess uh, all carbs contain an element of 
sugar, I guess. Yes, yeah, carbohydrates are sugar. Sugar oh. is carbohydrate. Oh, so if only I knew more about carbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, so when you think about people who are doing low carb diets, they're they're focusing more on protein, um, and like lo- yeah. the like vegetables, mm. you know, leafy greens and whatnot. Um, you know, high carbohydrate things are things like rice, pasta, um, flour, baking, um, a fizzy drink. Uh, takeaways, those kinds of things tend to be really high in carbohydrates. Wow. And that yeah. means that they're for high in sugar. Yes. There you go. I have learned something. Yeah. I did not know that. So your diet is really important then and you'll be constantly checking stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, so like the time when I saw you and they had the cakes and you, you clearly were like, oh, if I'm going to eat this cake, I have to test my blood sugar. Do, do you ever get, does, does it freak people out or do you, what, what people's reactions when you're out? Um, well, I don't, well, it probably does freak people out, but it doesn't stop me because it's just part of my life. It's what I have to do. Um, so I won't like flaunt it in front of people yeah. and be like, I'm going to stab my finger. Want to squirt? No. Um, <laughs> you know, let me watch me stab me. Well, I try to be kind of, um, uh, discreet about it, but it's also just a part of my reality. Yeah. And... You know, so no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run off to the bathroom no. to take care of these things. I'm gonna do it right there at the table because that's where I'm gonna eat. Um, and so, do some people treat you differently, or have you had any reactions? Oh, uh, people they'll ask. Um, some sometimes people will ask, "What's that?" Um, I've never had strangers in the wild ask me anything. Yeah. But it's usually like you know, sitting around at a, um, you know, morning tea with at school or something where maybe people don't know me that well. Yeah. I'm always having to talk about it though. I think it's it's important stuff to know, but But yeah, that's interesting. So you have this thing and you have to, I mean, what happens if you, if you don't take your insulin? Because you know, you, you were clearly sick for some time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, could you, people are always saying stuff to me like, Oh, you take a lot of tablets. Can you not just take a few less or something oh. like that? You know, is you know, how is it for you? What happens if you don't take your medication? Well, ultimately, death. That's cheery. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm a bucket of fun. Um, no, because what happens if I don't take insulin? Since my body doesn't naturally produce it, um, well, pretty much how it works is that you've got glucose being processed in your body from when you eat Mm. and um the pancreas which is where your insulin comes from um detects glucose and squirts out the right amount of insulin to cover that glucose then it goes around to all the cells and hands you know each cell says yes i'll have a little bit yes i'll have a little bit nope i don't need any more and then at the end um the insulin helps the um glucose be released from the body through um urine Mm. So without insulin, you've got a bunch of hungry cells, you've got a bunch of glucose, but the glucose can't get to the cell. Oh, it's so, why. Yes. Yeah. So um, then what you end up with is cells that are really, really angry because they're hungry, um, blood that is really, really high in sugar, which the tissues don't like. Um, and so the cells, they demand food, so they're going to do something called... Um, uh, ketosis you might have heard this word so they start breaking down fat to feed the cells mm-hmm. this sounds like a fantastic plan <laughs> it really is not because the byproduct of the breaking down of fat to feed the cells um, are, pro- are something called ketones yeah. ketones are highly acidic yeah. 
So now you've got blood that's full of sugar and acid. I remember I watched a little webinar early on with a doctor who was kind of explaining it in normal people speak. And he basically <laughs> said, this is not compatible with life. Right. And that I was like, well, that's succinct. I get it. If you don't take insulin, you end up in a state called diabetic ketoacidosis, and that will kill you. And that's based, I was very, very, very close to that when I was diagnosed. So how long did that take? Um, it could take days. I actually read a horrific story in the news this morning. In Australia, a little eight-year-old girl with type 1 and her f church decided they were going to pray it away for her. And they stopped giving her her insulin for eight days and she died. So it took that little girl eight days to die without insulin. Yeah. They're all up for murder and manslaughter charges, as they should be. I read a, a really interesting piece about people in the States, you know, um, trying to ration insulin. Mm. And that had the same effect because yep. of the healthcare system. Sorry, sorry, you say the words healthcare yeah. laughingly. You know? Yes. <laughs> so, so does treatment support in New Zealand pretty good then? Um, I feel that it is. Mm. No system is perfect, but... Um, see a specialist once a year and then I catch up with my GP once a year mm -hmm. and um, when I need a script I just um, message my GP and he he hooks me up with more insulin and I go pick it up That's great. so it's you know it's pretty easy you know it's not free but it's um, pretty darn close yeah yeah I mean we have the prescriptions a eh, and the doctor's visits but um, it could be a lot worse couldn't it? yeah it's not based on um, in the States it's based on insurance and um, and that could be really tricky. Mm. You hear a lot of uni students struggling with this because they're no longer ed eligible to be on their parents' medical insurance. Yeah. However, um, they're not working enough hours or having the right kind of jobs that offers comprehensive medical insurance. So, like when I was yeah. a waitress in, in uni, if I wanted the insurance plan, I was basically giving up my entire paycheck and having to live on whatever tips I made. Yeah. And so I wasn't going to... I needed beer money, man. You know? <laughs> Screw healthcare. <laughs> what part of the States are you from? I'm going to digress. I'm from Colorado. I've Colorado. lived in New Zealand for 18 years, so... You, are you a yeah. Kiwi now? Um, I've got residency. Yeah. I might, might go for citizenship someday, I'm not sure. <laughs> what do you think could be done to improve things for people who've got diabetes? I know, it's one of those things. Like, if you don't... It's not affecting your life, why would you need to know more about it? Yeah. But it'd be really cool if people just knew a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit more understanding. I know. Yeah, because, I mean, the flip side of your blood sugar going too high is the issue of it going too low. If you don't get your insulin quite right, um, you can have too low blood sugar where your brain basically shuts down and um, you can die. Um, and, and we haven't talked about <laughs> um, it much, but I mean, yeah. do people ever confuse it with type 2 diabetes? Oh, yes, yes. Um, How does that make you feel? Well, I mean, again, like, I can't blame the general public for not knowing, because the, the media is really vague on it. They just say diabetes. Yeah. And so you think that it's the same. I mean, <laughs> you know, I just think about stupid comments that I've had, you know, when I've said that I've got type 1, and they've been like, well, but you're not overweight. I'm like, but that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, things like that. So the difference between the two is important. So finally, if you knowing what you know now, would you do anything differently in your past? Or are you okay where you are? Or anything you could have done to avoid it? No, it's a bad luck disease. So there's no prevention. There's no cure. Um, yeah, there's no way to detect it. Wow. Yeah, it just... It, you, Any silver linings at all? Um, 
oh, I don't snack as much. <laughs> so that's that's curbed curbed the afternoon cookie trough that I used to do. But um, so I guess my health has improved, and in terms of uh, me being a lot more mindful of of my diet so that's a plus side i'm very glad that you get the health care that you need and that yeah. you've got uh, the support of all your friends and, and particularly the play center people sound awesome they are yeah um thank you very much for coming in and talking to me about it because i've certainly learned heaps which is great was there a song you wanted to play or i think we should hear more tori amos She's my favorite. She's your favorite. Yeah. So we choose a Tori Amos track. That would be great. All right, that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Um, if if anybody wants to find out anything more about diabetes, or just get in touch with me, or talk about maybe there's something you want to raise yourself that you think needs to be heard about, you can contact me at kittyfitton dot com. That's K I T T Y F for Foxtrot I T T O N dot com you can find all the past episodes there and on coastaccessradio.org.nz this has been ordinary life this has been erin bryson and kitty fitton thank you for listening Snow can wait, I forgot my mittens Wipe my nose, get my new boots on I get a little warm in my heart when I think of winter I put my hand in my father's clothes I run off where the drifts get Sleeping beauty trips me with a frown I hear a voice, you must learn to stand up for yourself Cause I can't always be around He says, when you gonna no make up your
Until you get. 